0: You can either do dinner or breakfast with the wormhole, but you can't have both. This is, this is spoilers. Welcome to spoilers, everybody. I am your host Stevie. Uh, today we will—is the whole crew in? Everybody here? Hello. Oh yeah. Gang's all here. Present. Present. Um. Hold on. Hold on. God damn, just lost my train of thought. Son of a bitch. <sighs> Can this be an edit point?
1: Edit point. Edit point. Or you could just or we could just start over.
0: No, I don't want to start over. Jesus Christ. Hello. You've only said one, <laughs> <only said> one <laughs> sentence.
2: Start over. It was just
0: such a okay, we, we just keep this in. Sorry. I just lost my <laughs> like this blank out morty moment where I couldn't speak. It was terrible. Uh today we were doing season three, episode five of the Rick and Morty, which is uh, titled The Whirly-Durly Conspiracy. And as we know by the cold opening, this is a Rick and Jerry episode!
1: Which means you should
0: hate it. What's that?
1: Which means you should hate it. You like Rick and Morty. No, Morty, I like right?
0: it when Rick has a sidekick. I do not like Rick by himself.
1: Okay, okay.
0: made that very apparent. Do you guys want to go around the room, introduce yourselves, and... Uh, Say where you're recording from.
2: Yeah, this is Pappy recording from Denver, Colorado. Excited to hear we're not attempting to edit this episode at all. Just going with a raw fucking cut of it. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, son of a bitch. And yeah, no, I really like this episode. I, I love the setup of this is a Rick and Jerry episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is Josh out of Goshen, Indiana. And I, too, like it when Rick breaks the fourth wall early and often. So good times. This is
3: a Jordan recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, it was pretty funny to start off an episode with the intense sadness of Jerry <laughs> seeing his family and stains on the wall.
0: <laughs> He's just staying in like the world's worst, like most most like methed out, rented <laughs> out by the hour motel. So He's great. washing his underwear in the sink. He has a poster of the Titanic on the back of his bed. Which is just rather depressing when Rick he loves that movie, the
1: callback. People (laughs) often see their loved ones in dreams or maybe clouds or the stars, but he saw his in the green stains of the bathroom above his. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: This episode is eerily similar to the pilot in the fact- Wait, Mikey. Mikey's here.
4: Uh, Yeah, Mikey recording from our part.
0: Sorry, money. Didn't mean to (laughs) not want to get you in there. My bad. You're good. All right, cool. As I say, this episode's eerily similar (laughs) to uh, the pilot to where Rick um, pretty much barges into Morty's room, hammered, and drags him out into a spaceship, tell him they need to go, they need to go. There was no time. This is very similar, except he drags Jerry out butt naked and tells him he'll make him pants and a shirt. I promise
2: you any pants I make will be better than any pants you have.
0: (laughs) And then it just smash cuts to them getting out of the UFO, or Rick's mobile, and he just has full clothing on. <laughs> and it's super sad that Jerry thought that Rick was taking him out in the middle of space to kill him. <laughs> and so he this is the way you
2: would act, given that situation.
0: <laughs> I know what you're going to do, Rick. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> uh, he takes him to a resort that is pretty much uh, has an immortality shield around it, where you can't die what else is it uh pretty much you can't get fat uh pretty much nothing bad can happen to you and uh it's
3: westworld man what's that it's westworld
0: you think that was a reference to it i think it may have been they were
4: kind of like up on a on a plateau or whatever the park was kind of like on interesting so
0: yeah i didn't even make that connection good job boys that's uh, right when they walk in, and how we find that out is Rick is murdered with a spear by a character named uh, Snoopy Bloopers, <laughs> which <laughs> for, some, <laughs> for some odd reason, they like stuff that, that kind of rhymes along this. You guys remember the episode where uh, Pibbles. Jerry's doing a science project with, uh, with Morty? And they go to Pluto, and the guy that's trying to plead with them is named Scroopy Noopers. <laughs> and they have a lot of characters in this resort that look just like the characters that were on Pluto. Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. People with the bodies of Jeff Goldblum. Uh, pretty much they're, uh, Jerry and Rick are getting drunk at the bar, bonding over how uh, Jerry ruined his marriage and how... I'm mean, at uh, Rick ruined Jerry's marriage. Now Jerry resents the fact for him, and that just bonding over
1: it, just loving
0: it, laughs and gasps. Just you ruined my marriage, <laughs> 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 and having drinks over it. And uh, Jerry goes to the bathroom where everything looks like a vagina, and uh, he gets murdered <laughs> into the vent, which is when we meet our character. God, I'm trying to remember his name, Rizzuto Groupon. Which these characters <laughs> <have to> look. <laughs> <laughs> So these characters look like a lot of fuzzy bears with uh, like, ball antennas. And uh, anybody catch this guy's voice?
3: Mm, who was it?
0: Well, uh, Snoopy Bloopers was played by SpongeBob, the guy who played SpongeBob, on Top Kenny. And Rizzuto Groupon was voiced by Clancy Brown, who voiced... anyone? Mr. Krabs? Oh, Mr. Krabs.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wait, so Mr. Krabs is like the big, you people like weaponized against us? Yeah, guy.
0: that's him. Okay. <laughs> Which had a really funny payoff. Uh, Rosito explains to Jerry that his people are you reserved because of uh, Rick and he wants to murder him. He tells him no. And somebody's like, fine, I'm not going to hold it against you. And that's when someone barges in and they're like, what do they say? There's like uh, someone's ready for you or whatnot. That's when he
2: someone ordered the half price special, <laughs> blah blah.
0: And that's when he puts on the birthday hat and starts singing, uh, "It's that special time of year." And God, um, anybody want to explain where it goes from there?
3: So he tells them that their plan is to get Rick outside of the immortality shield or whatever, and the plan is to get him on this roller coaster that goes outside of the shield for, like, a split second, and that's where they're going to kill him. Um, this The roller coaster being called the whirly Dirly.
0: The whirly Dirly <laughs> Conspiracy.
3: I don't know. I, d- I didn't think Jerry was going to go through with it at this point, but he goes out to the bar and kind of gets ripped on by Rick again. So
0: It's pretty much shown that, that Jerry had a ton of problems in his marriage before he ever moved in. And that's when Jerry's getting all pissed off, and he's like, they're kind of, uh, I think he cheers is to... Uh, I forget who he cheers us to, but then Jerry's just like, the, how about we cheer to the whirly-durly? And Rick's all for it. When they get on the coaster, and this coaster is insane, where it just it's going off rails, nothing but a giant circle, a bunch of spheres where the track will go from one track to another. Uh, Rick is uh, just pumped with Jerry, and he's like, you know what? When we get back, I'm going to apologize to Beth and tell her sorry for everything and apologize to you until you're not that bad of a guy. And uh, that's when Jerry starts freaking out that, like, hey, we need to get off this thing. We need to get off this thing because Risotto, Risotto Groupon, <laughs> I just like saying that name, and his henchmen are waiting in the back to shoot Rick where an epic and bloody fight goes down and they eventually ending up end up destroying the whole track as well as the immortality shield goes down where one child kills another in the bar. Which I thought was Ooh. that was
4: the darkest joke.
0: Yeah, Mikey, you referenced <laughs> that in our group thread. Yeah, and it was, be- it was
1: before I had seen the episode, and you were like, "The darkest joke was in this episode." I thought I that. Like, what I- the hell is he talking about? And when I saw it, I knew. I thought that until
4: I saw the most recent episode, which also has <laughs> a worse. lot of dark jokes, but
1: which happens in the future. Yeah, sorry, I took Pappy's line.
0: And that episode is called "Rick and Rick, Rest Rick, uh, and Relaxation." And it's probably the funniest episode of the season. But as we continue, um, it goes Never off seen it. Goes off the track. They end up in the middle of the woods. And, uh, Pap, you want to explain what goes on from here?
2: Well, yeah, just starting the B-plot line, though. You have My bad. Summer, you know, summer the mom, and Morty. And Morty is just like trying to pass off this adventure on his dad. And then Summer gets jealous of some girls, big boobies Trisha
4: right, summer gets body shamed
2: and so then like she tries to get enlarged with rick's blazer and then she hits the fan like she grows the size of the garage and then i think one of my favorite lines is when uh beth is like this isn't about anything morty and it's like, fine i'll call rick and she, she slaps the phone out of his it, hands like no i need this <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Beth is also kind of losing her mind in the beginning of the B plot line. She's gluing horse hooves together as art. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure they
2: just let you walk out of the <laughs> hospital like that with the horse parts. <laughs> Shut up, Morty.
1: I, just, I think Morty actually said the word coolsies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he did.
1: As he's <laughs>
0: sipping tea or coffee, which I think this is one of the funnier Morty episodes. This is kind of a roller reversal where Morty's playing the mom the whole time. And, uh, Summer blows herself up to a giant destroying the house with, uh,
1: I mean, wait a second. It is that kind of a plot point we should talk about? I mean, Morty has been clearly like the child of the family this whole time. And Rick's been like trying to prop him up and take him on these adventures to help his confidence. Like is Morty finally reaching like, a a place where that's not his role anymore.
2: Well, to be fair, this is an actual Morty's family for like a season and a half. Yeah, <laughs> they ended at the Cronenberg. Replacement people.
1: So you're saying Morty is trying is actually
0: starting to see the bigger picture then? I think he's just kinda of trying to keep his family together. He doesn't like that's why I think he's the mom of the episode. He doesn't want his dad to kill himself. He wants his uncle, his crazy, drunken grandpa to get away from
1: him. Um, Wait, wait, wait. You said he doesn't want his dad to kill himself. Is it that or that Morty
0: just wants to pass on an adventure? He doesn't want his dad to kill himself. He said that in the very beginning of the episode.
4: Rick said, Morty thinks you need a win here. And so he takes him (laughs) out.
0: But you started that with
1: Rick said. Yeah, Rick says to. Rick lies.
2: Well, no, Morty says at some point that, oh, I thought I could get away from all this bullshit, but I guess you're just like your dad talking to his mom. So maybe he just wants a break. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's what I I think that makes sense. Like, Rick doesn't, I mean, how is Morty going to talk Rick into doing anything? I think Morty just needed a little vacation.
2: Oh, jeez. There's
0: Josh. a side of Rick that really loves porty and one that doesn't care at all, but we'll find that out in the future. Um, no, one
1: side of Rick loves what's his name? doo face? Noob noob. Noob noob. Noob noob. noob. noob, noob, noob. Respect <laughs> his name. God damn That's it. Rick's true love. Doo doo. Talk about a slip,
2: Josh. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, uh, Summer blows herself up with, um, I forget what his mach- Rick's machine is called. It's like a Morphizer or uh Anyway, she becomes huge. Beth uh, ends up destroying the house with it. She also turns uh, Summer's skin inside out to where, like, her – pretty much her underskin what and, like – What
2: could reverse possibly mean? Yeah,
0: what else could reverse possibly be? And uh, I thought one of the funnier parts is when – they call that uh, that customer service line. And that guy's like, uh huh, uh huh. Well, here's what you do. You see that side compartment on the side? Press that button. <laughs> Freedom! Yeah, that's like, that's like the D plot. <laughs> Those three guys. See, from well, there. You were
1: talking about Beth and um, Summer getting turned inside out. This was the first episode where I thought Summer's character was kind of one dimensional. I mean, she was just, like, the typical teenager that was, like, jealous of another girl for her boobs being bigger. I mean, Summer's usually the character that's kind of, like, the chill, like, more regular person. I might be reading into that, like, way too much. Well, I got to remember,
0: Ethan, like, was her, like, first love from season one, Anatomy Park.
2: Yeah. And i like to say, Josh... You're the only one with children. If at some point your daughter asks you if she's hot, what would you say?
1: Did you hear that stony silence?
2: <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's... <laughs> is that not a realistic question? Like Rick sa- or Morty says she- he would just say she's hot.
4: Because her mom's going to be Jessica. And Jessica's hot.
0: Yeah, Jessica's hot. How
2: would you deal with that as a parent? I mean, I do have
1: two daughters, three on the way third on the way. That's a hot take. I never not, knew that. Th- Ooh, Thanks for th- telling me, Josh. Not three more on the way. Actually, you did know that because someone else told you that while we were together. And you said that same thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you don't want your daughter valuing herself on her looks. That's but a you good also answer. want to give them a positive reinforcement. Um, But what I was saying is that this is the f- the, fir- this is the first episode I can remember, at least, where Summer is just completely, like, lowbrow level. Like, she's just got, like, one kind of, like, thing in her brain and she can't see past it. Like, I, I thought she was more mature than this episode would have you think.
0: Well, her character has also been kind of going off the rails all season. That's true. Right? Like with the Mad Max episode, she's like obviously not dealing with her parents' divorce well. In uh, Pickle Rick, she was huffing glue. Um, she just
3: wanted to get high. She man. just
0: wanted to get high. And this, like, <laughs> with uh, her first love breaking up with her for a girl with stripper titties, I think it was just kind of the last straw in a, in a season which is obviously the self-destruction of Summer. But I understand what you're saying with her being one-dimensional. But we get back to the main story... Uh, Rick pretty much comes to his senses and realizes that Jerry tried to have him set up and killed. So Rick uh, attracts this an- animal that just looks like uh, what does this animal what does this thing look like?
2: One of those bad guys and like Mario, or just chomps you out of the pipe.
0: I oh, you talking about the snake? Yeah. Oh, the flower thing? I was talking about the dinosaur-looking dude that has, like, the ball sack that was hitting Jerry in the face.
2: <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, right? <laughs>
1: and it pans down to him with just the ball sack slapping his S- snake. Yeah, he just
4: ha- so happens to fit in some compartment built into this animal, and its balls are right in front of this compartment, slapping Jerry in the face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But they're on their way to a space station where they can take a wormhole back. And um, did any of you guys catch this when they were going through the X-ray machine, which explains a lot about like Rick's drinking and his narcissism. Like when they're going through the X-ray uh, X-ray machine, and they have him to give like uh, pretty much something that will dumb him down and not make him like hostile.
2: Why should the terrorists win?
0: Like if you guys notice, like in the X-ray, like he had, like, like a robotic heart and other stuff going on in his brain that wasn't all there. Did you guys notice that?
3: I didn't see the scan.
0: Pretty much saying, like, he was heartless. Mm. He's, like, an extreme.
4: Yeah, he's yeah. got a bunch of upgrades.
0: That's a good point, but,
1: I mean, if you think about Rick, and earlier in the episode, like, I think he's getting, like, trapped, and someone's, like, pulling at him and they're ta- tugging him to his doom and he like <laughs> he slips out of his jacket and presses some button and his jacket turns into this like huge plop <laughs> that explodes their vehicle so I mean clearly he's got some trick up his sleeves and if you know Rick like he's gonna use technology to enhance his own body too but you're right I thought that was a really strong epi- part of the episode Stevie
2: yeah one well, the hilarious line too is like when the TSA is like why shouldn't terrorists buy tickets? It's <laughs> like dope them up and like, get them all stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, my brainy hurt. <laughs> now, now we get shoot shoot. <laughs> okay, uh, this one over my head like twice. I had to watch this three times. Did you guys catch like the wormhole jokes?
4: This is a theoretical, like theory. This is like a physical physics theory.
2: But they said something like, "like you should, t- like hit up the w- wormhole and like take her out to dinner and like they both location and go nice." Or yeah, like, like it's <laughs> like
0: yeah. I think that's what What's I mean. a joke, Stevie? Yeah. Well, I think that were was a joke. Like,
2: were... Oh, go ahead,
1: oh, Josh. Sorry. Were you were you talking about how basically going through a wormhole is taking massive amounts of LSD?
2: No, there's a specific, like, wormhole sex joke <laughs> that's made. And, like, they, they, like, they both, like, nice <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like, uh... But
1: also, going through a wormhole is apparently, like, taking massive amounts of LSD.
0: Oh, it is? I don't know, according to Rick and Morty. Oh, I thought you meant, like, that's, like...
2: No, Josh, tell us about taking massive yeah, amounts of LSD. Yeah, please do. What's
0: up? <laughs> Father of
1: three... Hey. I wish I could, but, I mean, they made it seem like it's a pretty spiritual experience.
0: <laughs> Scroopy noopers or like, what is this dude? Snoopy blooper No, uh, it wasn't one of the bloopers. <laughs> it, risotto, Sh- Groupon. Ris- risotto Groupon. Risotto <laughs> Groupon ends up coming back even though he died on the whirly-durly.
3: I think that was an assassin that died.
0: Was that an assassin that wasn't Risotto? Yeah. One of his yeah. thugs. Gotcha. So he ends up trying to kill him. And that's when they go through the wormhole. Now, Josh, since you're such an avid LSD taker, take us through that trip that Jerry, Risotto, and Rick go on.
2: Yeah, Josh, what does LSD feel like? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) They show,
1: um, like, as they start to enter this wormhole, Jerry feels like his body is being transformed into something else. And then he goes into many different sh- space and time scenarios. At one point, he actually just says, I am time. I'm literally time. <laughs> so he's small, then he's big, and he's like ridiculous. Like, clearly, this is the first time Jerry has ever experienced anything like this. But I think the kind of payoff is he comes out of it having been kind of changed, and Rick just like. Takes away that suspension of disbelief right away, and it's just like
0: normal, cynical giant cannon coming out of his arm.
3: Dude, that was one of my favorite Rick weapons of all time. (laughs) Just little a plunger, a giant cannon that it shoots out a suction cup (laughs) (laughs) that just steals the guy's (laughs) gun, and then he like fumbles it and
4: then blows him in the head.
0: I think I laughed the hardest during the LSD trip. This is the part I laughed the hardest is where he's first getting into it. And Rick is sitting in a rocking chair with nothing but a dress on. And he's like holding a baby, like breastfeeding it. And then they show the baby and it's risotto groupons. I don't Just want- like
1: Passion of the Christ with a pat baby.
0: <laughs> I don't know why, but I laughed so hard at that. Is that not like the Pat Baby? It is identical to the Pat Baby.
2: <laughs> Looks nothing like
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they get out of the uh, wormhole. Um, Jerry, uh, not Jerry, Rick ends up fumbling around with his weapon before he kills his soda groupon. They end up uh, going home and... Jerry and uh, Rick kind of leave on a cool level of, are we good? We're good. You know, sorry I wrecked your marriage. Sorry I got your daughter pregnant. And that's how their story ends. And with the B story, uh, Summer ends up escaping the garage as a giant who's also been kind of reshaped into a walking muscle. And this, I thought, was probably the the funniest. Actually, gosh darn it. I skipped over this part because I want to bring this up as a subplot. The character of Gene. Do you guys think anything will happen with that?
3: Who is Gene?
0: Is this this? Has he been in the
1: episodes
3: before? I feel like he popped his head over the fence one other time. Has
0: he? I
1: is
3: he just? I don't
0: know.
1: So he seemed familiar. Yeah, is neighbor. he just Wilson from Home Improvement, or is he like the who the Simpsons neighbors? Flanders. Mind your own goddamn
2: business, Gene. <laughs> I'm having a moment with my mom, Gene. God damn it. Trying to have a conversation with my goddamn mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, he de- he definitely looked like Wilson. I don't know if he's come up before, but that, that part made me laugh. So I hope they have like hard. a
0: callback or like a future episode where like Gene tries tries to get in on Beth.
2: Well, and Gene G- Gene's just so nice. He's like, "Is everything okay?" My girl, <laughs> goddamn God God, business, Gene. <laughs> All right. <And> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, their garage has exploded. A skinless girl has run outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, literally, she's gone. Uh, they end up taking their uh, car down the road with the morph, the morpher, and uh, I think this is probably the funniest Morty line. Is when Morty's trying to figure out where Summer would go because they were supposed to go camping, and Morty throws out the line of, "Well, what's the name of that camp? That sounds like someone was naming it, and they quit halfway through." And ends up being camp flabba nabba! (laughs) (laughs) And they end up in the woods. Um, Beth uses the machine on herself to turn her just like Summer. And slutty stripper tits Trish Lang is with Ethan, realizes that she wants to go talk to her mom and runs away. And is this from a movie that I haven't seen where Morty is kind of cooking his s'more, talking down to Ethan? I feel like this was referencing something, but I haven't seen it.
2: Well, first of all, I've never seen anyone cook a s'more like Burn that. Burn the where they That was weird. Roast the marshmallow, bring it back, put it in the s'more. Scrape and it. And they like, use tongs to, like, yeah, extra heat it. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird.
1: I do think that Morty was, again, like earlier, he was playing the parent, doing that again here. He was just, like, punking out Ethan, whereas I think in season one – he wouldn't even really be able to bring himself to speak to someone like Ethan. I mean, Ethan's like a two or three grades older than him in school and Morty I mean, I, I like that the show's showing that character development at this point.
0: Yeah, me too. I kinda yeah, I'm just happy that this episode, this show is back to showing more Morty unlike the Pickle Rick episode. But uh Oh boy. <laughs> summer gets changed back to normal. We end up what uh we end up finding out what happens to Ethan because it kind of does a quick cut with the three dudes that were working inside Rick's machine. Rick's machine, uh, they look over. They're kind of uh, down by the river, sitting on a rock, drinking martinis, and they look over on the bridge. And that machine got used on Ethan, and he looks like absolute hell, almost like a Cronenberg (laughs) character.
1: Wait, that was Ethan.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Who'd you think it was? Thought it was a rando.
2: No, it's definitely fucked up Ethan. That was
0: fucked up Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. I get it. I get it. That makes a lot of sense. And that's when uh, a bird comes down and takes one of those workers away, and that's how the episode goes. Uh, do you guys have any lasting comments or want to give yes or no's? Any movie references you guys saw? I love the difference. Like a, one episode of Game of Thrones ago
1: when they would kill off what we call the red shirt we, like, hated it, but this episode kills off, like, this new character that's, like, <laughs> this, like, person who's nine to five is working in this stupid machine in Rick's garage. <laughs> and they kill they kill him off, and it's, like, awesome. I don't know how Rick and Morty yeah, does Yeah, because you can it, explain
2: but. so much more. I could explain who that person is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Based on the context who's around it. Like, it's... I, I think... Rick and Morty is the best show on TV. I know uh, one of our guest hosts, Brett Kelly, disputes that.
1: No, no, football is the best show on TV. (laughs) Football? The the show Football? On every Sunday? And Saturday. And a lot of Thursdays and Fridays and Tuesdays and shit. And Mondays.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Was a fan of all those days. I'll go first. I'll give this episode a yes. Uh, it's just, it's just great. Like the character development that happens in this is so much better than Game of Thrones, which we are also reviewing in parallel. Uh, thank God the movie game is coming back, but this is a Woo-hoo. good episode. Yes, can't wait for Bloodsport. Uh,
1: this is Josh. I guess we <laughs> went into the yes or nos. Uh, we did. I would say this is a yes, even despite Summer, who I've always thought was like the second smartest character, kind of reduced to like a very one-dimensional, wanting her boobs to get bigger character, but that's cool, the episode was hilarious, it cracked me up. Honestly, this season has been really strong, I'd probably put it in the worst one or two episodes of the season so far, but I loved it anyway, Yes.
2: Josh, what's better? Game of Thrones or Rick and Morty right Rick now? Rick and
1: Morty. Did you finish the question? Were you going to give some other, like... No hesitation. No
4: <laughs> no hesitation. Uh, I'll say yes. I love this show. I don't have anything bad to say about it. And I think Dan Harmon is a torture genius. And I like that he gets an animated show to have free reign over what he wants to do. It's a lot of fun to watch.
3: Yeah, that's a, def- a definite yes for me as well. Um, anytime you can start out an episode with uh, Rick dragging Jerry out of his shithole apartment, <laughs> screaming, up, screaming screaming through the fourth wall is pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with Josh. It's probably one of my uh, lesser favorites from the season, but overall very strong still.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll give this episode a yes. Uh, I feel like this season has been really Rick-focused. But uh, it's not a bad thing. This episode was still hilarious. Uh, Some of the lines they threw out, as well as having Morty back in the game, even if if it wasn't with Rick, was awesome to see. So definite yes for me. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, One last thing. Pat, did we get a pretty mean email uh, come through? We did, yeah. Yeah, can we uh, can, hear can we talk about this? Yeah, can, yeah. Can we please uh, talk about this?
4: Constructive.
2: Yeah. Criticism. yeah so I, let's let's, well, let's talk about the the origin of the email. Josh, you reported this. Do you know, or does anybody know, quote unquote, Jim McMaster, who is sbfoam.com at gmail.com. <laughs>
1: I think that's got to be fake. I do not know who uh, this. Clearly, it's a
2: fake name, Josh. We're past that.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Because at the end of the of the the end of the email, he says, Regards. "We'll get to, we'll get to the end." But does anybody
2: know Jim McMaster? Who this could possibly be? Can anyone on the podcast confirm? No. no one knows. I did not. I looked I him know. up on Facebook. Stevie, I don't no? have any. Have contet- never heard of Jim, him.
3: Jim
1: McMaster? Jim McMaster. Jim. Jim McMaster Jordan? Did. No, never heard. No, of him. no idea. Well, fuck him. Well, this is the email he sent
2: us on August 15th, 2017. Spoilers, comma. Just listened to your episode on Tombstone. What a shameful excuse of an episode. (laughs) The most laughable part was name Jappering Clint Eastwood movies like you actually know the Western genre. Please, stick to movies you know. And understand, like, not another teen movie. That's
0: a great movie.
2: She's all that. I people <laughs> like that movie. Or Austin Powers. Regards, concern.
4: So it just sounds like it was a couple shots at the Long Bros.
0: I feel like this is Jeff Long in disguise. Well, yeah.
2: What's his problem with the tombstone? Is it the fact that we didn't like it, or the fact that some of you idiots liked
0: it? Well, first (laughs) off, if you don't (laughs) like tombstone, you don't have a soul. But I just—I don't know why this dude's so butthurt.
1: I feel like we have never addressed this truly on spoilers, but I feel like there's a point in the thirty to fifty episode range where, uh, like if we could go. Back in time, we maybe wouldn't have created those first 30 to 50 episodes.
2: (laughs) I would never try the Tombstone episode for anything.
4: (laughs) The Tombstone episode is actually pretty funny.
2: And frankly, and frankly, you sound like you're on the side of Jim McFucking Master Josh when you talk like that. Josh,
3: concerned over there. Yeah, it sounds like you're aligned with that.
2: What I will say is, I stand by my uh, my review of Tombstone. (laughs) Did he like Tombstone? I stand by the fact that I just watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the flight right before I reviewed that movie, and I stand by the fact that I was fucking drunk. And I don't care what Jim Master <laughs> fake name thinks.
0: Did you Skype with uh, what's what's their stupid uh podcast called? Uh, lights, camera, cut, dash, action, filming, whatever it's <laughs> called.
1: Yeah, we should do some more crossover pods. Yeah. This
0: is uh, Dan guys. Fucking Hart. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa. Oh, boy. not an edit point. <laughs> Dan Fart. Well, guys, are want to send us constructive email, you can get it from. <laughs> A spoiler man that's gonna read us out. Uh, no no,
1: he's on another vacation day. I heard.
4: Jordan, take it away.
0: Jordan, take our plugs away.
4: I do not take it away. Spoiler
0: Jordan. man
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Oh look, spoiler man just pulled into the train station.
3: Gonna read
0: <laughs> his plug. Well, thank you for listening. This was spoilers. Spoiler man, take it away.
3: Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers. Clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was spoilers.
1: I thought Pappy was going to go off a little harder than that.